0: Hiya and welcome to session two and this is going to be on peer orientation which I introduced in the last session. Now peer orientation is when your daughter goes to her friends for absolutely everything and when I say everything I mean everything. So talking about sex, talking about relationships, talking about schooling, talking about college work, talking about what's going on with their parents, what's going on emotionally, what's going on with their period... You name it, they're talking about it. So they're talking about their diet, they're talking about how much they should be eating, they're talking about life in general, their sleep, everything. And society regularly tells us that this is normal, this is normal teenage behaviour, but it's not. Because if our teen daughters are getting all of their information from their friends... It can increase anxiety, it can increase resistance to you, it can increase bad behaviour and meltdowns, it can increase everything going wrong, really. So, yeah, peer orientation is a big thing. If you're not in the right relationship with your teen daughter, you can get it back online, so that's number one I'm going to say to you. It's good, but it's going to affect everything in your, in your role as a mum. You're going to see signs that she doesn't want to hang out with you as much. And you're going to see that she's going to regress into her room or hide or not want to connect with people, not want to do things. It's self-imploding. So what I'm saying by self-imploding is those behaviours that affect herself. So she's in self-destruct, so she's not being dressed, she's not getting washed, she's not looking after herself, she's not eating, she's not drinking, she's not getting out there and being with her friends, she's not doing stuff. And actually one of the signs is actually that it feels like rejection. It doesn't feel like resistance, it feels like rejection. So, And you're sensing that something's not quite right feels unsafe to you, she's not checking in with you about most things she's not looking at me directly in the eyes and on that note I'll just say we're creatures of attachment so we connect through looking, we connect through touching and this isn't about shyness shyness is something completely different this is a refusal and an inability to really connect with you and the thing is orientating to your peers to to your friends is anxiety producing as i've already said and so your teen daughter is not going to be so chilled she's going to be she's not going to to relax so she's going to be looking on her phone all the time she's going to have nervous energy she's going to wanting to refer to her friends all the time how many friends does she have on instagram how many connections does she have on this how many people are liking her posts It becomes fear-inducing, constant, constant, constant. And there's an inordinate amount of anxiety going on there. And this notion that she can never get enough of it, that she can never put her phone down, she never put her iPad down, never put her tablet down because somebody might need her. Because it's satisfying, because it feeds her brain because this is what she wants she wants to understand that recognition she wants to understand that people love her and that makes it really really hard to kind of turn that around because we know as mums that orientating to your friends 24-7 is never going to provide you with the security that she needs to grow up through the teen years and to yeah thrive which is my whole ethos is to thrive, not just survive. So symptoms that we say are kind of anxiety, increasing anxiety in your daughter. Obsession or focus on her friends 24-7. Um, not having that connection that you used to have. That, that fun, that relaxation. Where you just chilled and did stuff together. And you now actually feel like if you tune into your nervous system that you're walking on eggshells all the time and you feel like you've lost her and you maybe lose or maybe you're losing that connection and it feels like it's slipping away as she heads into the teenage years. And again, as I said in the last session, it doesn't have to be this way. This is the way that society, this is the way that culture, this is the way that professionals tell us our teen daughters should be. They should have their independence and they shouldn't be with us 24-7. You can see teen uh, teen girls that are peer-orientated. They're insecure in their body. They're insecure, more insecure than usual and everything. They don't look at you in the eye. It's something else. And then you feel that kind of anxiety being around them. And it kind of is that Lord of the Flies moment. Am I safe here? Yeah, they're feeling insecure and they're trying to get security from their friends, but they're not going to get that because they can't get security from their friends. They can only get it from you. So, yeah. So we've talked about the anxiety. We've talked about the anxiety that you're feeling when your teen daughter's around with her friends. You're feeling that kind of like, oh, what's going on here? I feel unsafe. And that you don't feel you can trust them. Are they a safe situation for your daughter? And you're feeling, oh my God, they're unsafe, they're unsafe, they're unsafe. And those are the teenagers that aren't being supervised by their parents for whatever reason. They are the teenagers who have complete independence to do whatever the hell they want to do whenever they want to do it. And possibly they have their own bank balance as well. But this is where you come in, Mum, okay? This is where you figure out which kids in your daughter's community are peer-orientated. And they're the ones that hardly make contact with you. They didn't know how to say hello. They didn't have the basic ritual of connection. How are you? Eye contact. little introduction. How are you? What's going on for you? And then you leave. And that's not good. They only know how to relate to people their own age. So Anything else is kind of foreign. And therefore they just kind of avoided being in the same space. And those friends that are peer-orientated and those friends who are living their lives independently from their parents are the ones that are saying, oh, well, they don't need you or you don't, You don't need to be in that situation or you don't need to ask them. Remember, you're turning 18 in a few months, therefore you're out of this. But actually, don't believe it for a minute. Because you know the real story, the real truth underneath everything is that if you have a healthy primary orientation, then you can have a nourishing relationship in place because you have the healthy guidance and healthy dependence to give to them as they go through the world. I mean, we see the impact of peer orientation on culture. Every day, rising um, anxiety in our teenage daughters, rising statistics in cyberbullying, rising statistics in bullying, teen suicides, cutting, self-harming. You can see the way that those kids, those teenagers rely on their friends for everything to the point that they take their own lives. Some of them, the reason why they take their own lives is because they don't feel like they're approved the way they feel they need to be. But you can never get that real approval from your peers. That comes from an adult, a mum or a dad when you're in the right relationship with them. And that's tough. That's tough to even listen to. That's tough to, for me to read. Peer orientation is really affecting this sad statistic and reality, which is that if you imagine being a teenager and you've lost your primary orientation to your parent, they no longer feel safe with you. And they're not no longer going to feel safe for you, sorry. You don't feel like you can go to them. So... If your daughter has is peer-orientated, then when she comes back into the house, she's possibly kicking off at you because she doesn't feel safe anymore, because she's lost that connection with you. She's lost that primary orientation to you. And she feels like there is no safety, there is no stability. And she it doesn't feel natural to her anymore, so... So that's why she goes to her friends for everything, because she gets validation, she gets the love she gets. That's why she goes for survival. It's the basic need of being loved and being safe and supportive. But it feels like to attain, you know, that fully developed peer-orientated brain, It feels like without her peers, her life is over. Like there's no safety and there's no stability, as I've already said. And this is a really broad spectrum with peer orientation. It can get really dangerous or it can get mild, like mildly pulling away, lightly pulling away. So what we really want to do is hold that frame. And hold that context as you move into an understanding how this can affect your mother and teen daughter relationship. And I know it can get confusing around resistance and rejection. But they're terms we have to keep returning to and understanding because resistance is natural. In any relationship with a teenager, they push up against us, as we talked about in the last session. And then when it's moving into something that feels like real rejection, like you're not taking it personally, But you're concerned, you're really concerned you're losing your child, your teenager, to her peers and peer culture. That's when we intervene. And that's what we're going to talk about in the next audio. And that's what I'm going to talk about in the next audio. Rejection is when there's meanness to it. It cuts you and not in the place of, oh, you know, she's just being resistant and I'm taking it personally. Because I've got a little soft spot here. and You've just tapped it accidentally it can even be kind of cruel it's ruled it's like it crosses a line where it's like making you your parenting skills wrong it's like peer bullying but your mum's one of your peers that you're bullying and that's when it can kind of get dangerous so mums let's take a deep breath together in through your nose and out through your mouth In through your nose and out through your mouth. And in through your nose and out through your mouth. That simple act of breathing is literally relaxing your parasympathetic nervous system, which is the antidote to fight or flight, the stress hormones, Which may have come up a little bit around this disturbing um, topic of peer orientation. I want to know. I want you to know that if you're feeling scared or concerned that this is gonna, this is actually going on with your daughter, then well done. You're aware that something is going on with your daughter and peer orientation is rife. So I'm going to talk about it in the next audio and what you can do to retrieve your daughter and get her to come back to you. But second of all, give yourself a break. You know. Culture is so orientated to be this way. To be that your teen daughter is all for her friends. And you know, the word on the street is normal. This is why I am the anti of traditional parenting. But it's not normal. And it's not healthy. And if your daughter has been pulled in this direction, it's really not uncommon. I mean, I want to help you to reconnect to your teen daughter. I mean, this cultural phenomenon, I can't say that word either, is huge because behaviours of your daughter, behaviours of friends, and your daughter going to her friends for absolutely everything, it's rife, this is how big it is, it's possibly every child, every teenager in a school, every teenager in your community is like this. But by standing our ground and knowing what we believe in and knowing that we don't feel safe is a massive change to this. So we can do this together. We can per- we can parent them perfectly. And by the way, just because your daughter is peer-orientated, she's not bad. They know they're at the effect of this cultural phenomenon. But we as the adults need to lead the revolution and correct one family at a time. And actually these kids, these kids, these teenagers are doing the best they can in a pretty scary place inside themselves. And the best answer for you is to actually ground in your, in your parenting instincts as a mum because that's what they need the most. They don't need another adult telling them they're wrong or being scared of them. They need an adult who stands their ground and loves them from that place. So yeah, well done. This was a hard-hitting audio, and I understand it. So this audio, we've talked about signs and symptoms of peer orientation in your daughter, how it moves them out of right relationship with adults, and how peer orientation raises anxiety individually and in a group, onwards together. I'll see you in the next audio. Bye-bye.